the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money and Matt Cordes of Pacific Private Money. Mark Honf is off today. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. The certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon, with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Uh, each certificate's worth over $100, so you'll want to uh, listen for the trivia questions for that. Um, let's see, Matt, you are mostly do in the construction part of the company right yeah that's my specialization is is in uh ground up construction and rehab uh development okay. loans land loans and uh, what kind of activity are you seeing nowadays uh it's it's actually very a, a very sought after product in the private money market uh ground up construction specifically there's a lot of money out there for rehab financing uh, but not a lot of people are doing ground up construction um we do you have to so, have specialty knowledge in that, don't it's you? A, it's a different yeah. segment for sure. You have to you have to look at different things. Um, the underwriting is is different. It's more in depth, and the loan terms are longer. So uh, the risk mitigation needs to be a little bit more. Do do investors deep. shy away because of the, the length of it, or, or the risk? That, or, you know, yeah, the longer the loan term, the longer your exposure to the market. The market right. can change during hmm. during the process of a of a project. Um, how, how long a term generally are you looking at? Usually, you know, it's twelve months plus. Well, it's not that long. So it's not that long. But yeah. when you're when you're comparing that to a fix and flip loan, where uh, the term could be, you know, three to six months, right? Yeah. Um, it's easier to get in and out, and the ex- execution risk is lower on the fix and flip product because uh, usually you're talking about pretty much cosmetic upgrades, right? Whereas with ground up construction. <clears throat> I mean, you're starting from the ground. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, there's there's just a, a lot more complexity to it. But but if you're working with the dirt, with the infrastructure of sewers and all that stuff, and, and that part's already in place, I remember Mark talking about the fact that certain fix and flip actually has other risks involved that ground up doesn't have. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for one, you know, when you, when you buy a property that you're going to fix up and you strip it all out, then yeah. you've stripped some value out of it. Um, at least for a short period of time. Also, you and don't know what's behind every wall. You don't know, yeah. right? You, you don't always know what you're getting into either. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, so, particularly when buyers are very aggressive in purchasing, yeah. uh, they purchase quickly point. and with with fairly loose due, due diligence because mm-hmm. they have to be competitive. Um, you have to be a little careful about that. Um, that's why we really target. Uh, sponsors that are experienced. Um, we need to see some track record and some success. So if a, what kind of um, 
ground up construction request that would land on your desk um, where you would go, you know what, this is no brainer. Typically, what's the profile of something like that? Uh, a, a no brainer would be a experienced builder, someone who's been in, actually, we have several of them now, mm-hmm. uh, builders who have been in the game for 30 years. Um, they could go to a bank, but they go to us because we're faster. Right. And because you, you're not dealing with sort of a committee process, mm-hmm. um, like you are with some banks and, uh, we'll fund draws faster and we'll, we're just much more nimble and, you know, time is money. So what, what kind of terms are the borrowers uh, looking at for those kind of loans? Uh, ground up construction, really the, the different, the biggest difference between fix and flip and ground up construction is, uh, we primarily, primarily look at loan to cost first on ground up construction, meaning the total pro- cost of the project, uh, we want to see the borrower have at least 25% cash equity in the project. That's their quote-unquote okay. skin in the game. Um, whereas with fix and flip, we'll, we'll do a percentage of the acquisition plus a percentage of, of the rehab. So we may do 80 85% of the acquisition on a rehab and 100% of the budget. But with ground-up construction, we'll look at just the total cost of the project. We need to have their equity in it up front. Mm-hmm. So in the no-brainer territory, we'd like to have them just buy the lot with cash typically. Right. Depending on, you know, land varies so much in value depending on where you're, where you're talking about. You could have a million-dollar lot or a $50,000 lot. So, And then, uh, then you also do it in uh, tranches? Because you're not just going to write them one check and hope that they no no we see you in a yeah. couple of years yeah really right. the project's yeah. done no. we we would uh, we'd ascertain how much equity they need for the total project cost up front and we'd want that in uh, before we fund or or um, along with our, our initial funding and then the draws would come out typically monthly mm-hmm. so as the project proceeds forward um, we would send out an inspector review invoices and lien waivers and uh, distribute money. Okay. As it goes. Sounds good. Hey, guys, we're going to go to a uh, quick commercial break. Before we do, I want to make a mention here. If you're a commercial real estate investor, syndicator, broker, contractor, property manager, or anyone else involved in commercial real estate, you're going to want to attend the fifth annual commercial real estate update trends and networking symposium. It's going to be in San Francisco. Uh, go to realestateinvestorlaw.com. Uh, it's actually uh, costs money to go to this one. However, um, which I think is about $125, but if you, let's see, the first four people who call our 888 number, uh, we're going to give you a special coupon where you get to get in for free. All right? 888-912-1190. Here's our first trivia question. What is the first four of the four different strokes swum in a swimming uh, individual medley? All right. Four different strokes. Four different strokes. What's the first one? Call 888-912-1190. First caller with correct answer is going to win the tanning certificate. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my two co-hosts, Nam Fawn and Matt Cordes of Pacific Private Money. First trivia question was, what is the first of the four different strokes swum in a swimming's individual medley? No idea. Is it uh, the... You go. <laughs> Butterfly? But yes, it is. Very good. 25% chance of getting it. Uh, yeah. As long as you knew all of the, uh, yeah. you know, the breaststroke and all that and stuff. And I knew two. <laughs> so, Freestyle, breaststroke. 
backstroke, backstroke and oh. butterfly. Yeah. Uh, so Matt, uh, you're an expert in construction lending. Uh, give us an update with like the fires in Santa Rosa. What, what's going sure. on with construction there? Yeah. So last time I was on the show, um, when was that? Yeah, it was <laughs> a couple months ago. A couple months ago. Yeah. Um, the, the Santa Rosa area was still in cleanup mode at that point, and uh, we really hadn't seen much in terms of construction loan requests. Certainly, maybe it's some, early, some yeah. land loan requests, but mm-hmm. but for the most part, people were still in this in this post you know post fire cleanup and uh, kind of planning phase. And so now, um, last month, uh, Santa Rosa Town Hall uh, they had a town hall meeting. Um, a lot of people attended where it was just general informational, so the city could kind of relay. Um, what they'll allow, what they'll what they'll allow people to rebuild, and okay. and just general Q and A, and what came out of it was it seems that uh, that the city's really um, really being flexible and aggressive and, and good at prioritizing things. Um, so yeah, know, I mean this isn't just some you know developer taking a bunch of land and going uh, hey I'd like to speculate on houses. I mean these are people who lost their homes. Right, they lost their homes. So you know they're allowing people to uh, to to park a trailer on their lot. And live in it while they're rebuilding. Oh, that's nice. Um, okay, with a permit, of course, and um, and uh, they can they can add um, ADUs to the to the property um, hmm. that they can live in during construction as well, assuming it's it's sufficiently complete. So you could theoretically do, you know, plop down a tiny house on your on your property and live on it while while you're going through construction. Huh. Um, they'll also allow you to utilize the existing foundation if it's still intact. So yep. if you have it certified by a, by a structural engineer, um, you're good to go. They will grandfather in um, the existing footprint. So, That's right. it, you know, whatever, uh, whatever's changed in zoning from when it was originally built, they'll allow you to stay where you were. You just have so, to bring it up to code with fire sprinklers or whatever. Right, exactly. So it still has to be built uh, up to current code. Um, you know, and, so um, wonder, positive things. You know, it's funny, I'm sorry. Just to mention about the sprinklers, I wonder how that m- would have affected, you know, because that, that oh. fire was pretty devastating. I don't yeah. know, I'm sure if, if sprinklers would have even helped that much. Yeah, good question. I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's uh, certainly case by case. That was sure. It was such an aggressive fire and wind blown. So it mm-hmm. was, uh, who knows if anything could have really helped. Yeah. Um, Let's see. So, so there are some uh, permits and some construction starts getting off the ground here oh, okay. uh, at the beginning of this year. So, great. Um, it's a really slow start, but it's sure. positive. Of course, I think everybody feels that it's um, nice to see houses going up at least, even if it's just a few. Well, and mm-hmm. once it starts, I think a snowball effect. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. as of um, as of last month, uh, they they've had thirty one permits issued in, oh. in Santa Rosa or Sonoma. Uh, twenty two are in or twenty one are in Santa Rosa. Uh, 10 in the county. So it's a slow start. Yeah. I mean, you've got 5,000 homes yeah. lost in the county. Yeah. Um, 4,970 so, to go. Yeah. So <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be a long road uh, to to the point where, you know, everything's back to um, back to where and, it was. And yeah. I wonder how many have been sold to uh, speculators. That's certainly gone on. I, I, I've had a lot. Probably the most common call I had in the last several months, last few months, has been uh, people like that looking to buy property, looking to buy lots, or thinking that they can get property entitled for either apartments or uh, subdivision, whatever. Um, so there's been a lot of real estate uh, investment activity up there. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I, I've, I've spoken to a few people that have just sort of thrown their hands up because it's really it's really difficult to, to get anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's an artificial, you know, increase in need because of the fires. Sure. Um, but you said that you're getting loan requests all over the state. Um, yeah. well, I mean, housing in general, it's not enough supply in California. Are you just seeing that people are because of that developers across the state are just trying to find up find properties to build on or land i think statewide the the market's um pretty elevated right now we've we've had a pretty steady uh ramp up since the the recession and when that's the case you have uh properties in various locations starting to make sense yeah the the redevelopment starts to look profitable Mm -hmm. um and and that's you know certainly been the case in the last few years and even more so now so um we have to be a little cautious about about how we underwrite them right you know the the projects that are maybe a little outside of Mm -hmm. our prime lending areas that are just now starting to make sense at the top of the market how are they going to look you know in the market and did i ask you about the terms like what kind of interest rate are you looking at uh, no, I don't think we talked about that. Okay. Yeah, so um, ground-up construction, we're typically around 10% interest rate, just just as a as a starting point. Um, it's fairly expensive money yeah. um, for private for private money. That's kind of where the market is. Mm-hmm. Um, we could probably get down to as low as nine, uh, nine and a half, if it really made sense and it was conservative. Um, but uh, that's generally where we are in the, the kind of 10 to 11% range. And... Um, you know, points and fees on top of that vary by the deal. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking at a deal, are you looking at also what's the, what's the profit that they're projecting? Sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, um, so the ratios we look at, uh, you know, of course, assessing their skin would be the loan to cost ratio. Mm-hmm. Um, we also look at the loan to value ratio, not just on the as is value going mm-hmm. in, but but as it's complete. What what is the loan to value on the complete project? So we want to see a reasonable profit margin of, you know, twenty five percent, right? At least. Okay. So that'd be seventy five percent LTV on the finished product. Hmm. All right, that's interesting. I mean, because if it's a longer term project, and the market is either you know starting to flatten, how do you project out on a two year construct new construction loan? Right. That's a that's a a lot of art and science to uh sure. to what you do yeah and you charge the points on the total loan request but the interest only on the draws uh we can do it either way um typically for the smaller loans we're we're charging interest on on the full boat the full loan amount okay. um we can do it it's kind of referred to as i call it dutch interest versus non-dutch interest <laughs> dutch interest meaning the whole loan amount uh okay. earns, earns interest from day one All right. Hey, guys, going to cut to another commercial break. Uh, Another quick mention here for Experience Mahler's uh, Glorious Fifth Symphony, which is actually uh, that one's gone. So you have to go the uh, uh, April 26th at Davies Symphony Hall. The Planets take a behind the scenes experience San Francisco Symphony performance beginning at 830 a.m. with coffee, donuts and a half hour informative talk. Go to www.symphony.com sfsymphony.org for more details. Second trivia question is, without looking at your computers, what is the largest key on a standard computer keyboard? I'm going to have to use it. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's our trivia question. Call 888-912-1190 if you're the first caller with the correct answer. You're going to win that tanning certificate worth over $100. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. 
For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Edward Brown here along with Nam Fon and Matt Cordes of Pacific Private Money. Second trivia question, what is the largest key on a standard computer keyboard? I think I can get this one. Okay, go ahead. Space bar. Yes, it is. The yes. space bar. Very good. I didn't even have to look. <laughs> didn't even have to look. All right, Nam, take it away. All right, so uh, let's see. What's new in uh, Pacific Private Money Inc.'s world? Um, maybe I'll start with the deal of the week. Okay. Uh, you know, Well, even backing up from that, uh, it's, it's busy. I mean, the weird thing is, though, we're getting a lot of bigger loans. And just starting out the year with some... I mean, certainly on the construction stuff, I mean, that almost is, we expect any scenario coming from Matt, um, ground up construction or otherwise. Yeah, pretty large numbers. Me, yeah, pretty, pretty big deals that take a lot of work for you. So yeah. got to pat you on the back for the amount of uh, and, consistency. And, and, and those, loan, those loans would go to more individual investors that are like, we're really interested. Yeah, those aren't in, going in the fund. No. no. Okay, yeah, because no. the fund is, is more strictly for income rather than construction. Yeah, these, yeah. these larger types of loans really don't, they're not a great fit for the fund. They would, right. they would sort of throw off the balance of the fund so they don't go. Yeah. Yeah, and or there's certain institutional type money that will invest in those. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So, but generally, just the other ones that we put in the fund um, have just been bigger. Uh, maybe it's just I don't know. Maybe it's just geographically we're, we're seeing more in Marin and San Francisco and the South Bay. But um, we just closed one in here, actually in Novato, one point one million owner occupied bridge loan, where a couple was uh, moving from the South Bay. They just wanted to be kind of away from, from things. They were downsizing, too, though. Okay. Um, and uh, they just needed to close. Their property was on the market, or they're about to put it on the market, and uh, they were downsizing from, I don't remember what the price is of the home that they have listed in, in the Silicon Valley, but basically it was 59% loan-to-value, uh, owner-occupied, which is one of our specializations, mm-hmm. uh, as well as cross. So, um, Meaning that you take the old property and the new property. Exactly. We, we use the uh, equity in their home that they're leaving as collateral towards okay. the purchase of their new home. And uh, we did a presentation, Mark and I did, to actually to a group of uh, loan officers down in the South Bay. We spent a lot of time on the bridge loan. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things we found is, conceptually, it makes sense, but oftentimes you have to describe the situations. And that's why we do these yeah. deals of the week is there's so many different cases where bridge loans, um, private money bridge loans, can solve a scenario where conventional lending can't. And also, I can imagine some of the real estate agents and brokers, they just, they, if they haven't thought about it, they would just automatically tell their borrower client, I'm sorry, I can't do anything for you right now. Right. And you wrote a great, uh, great article, which we're going to put on our blog post next week, um, about how bridge loans work. Okay. Or does it make sense to to purchase now or versus waiting? Okay. And even in this, well, not even in this market, but it's a seller's market still. And uh, one one of the things that when we talk about at some of these presentations that these loan officers get, but realtors get in particular, is so many people are hesitant to list their home right now, even they, though they know it will go quickly. God, because they don't have another place. Right, because that, they haven't yeah. found the other property. And then they feel stuck because they're talking to their um, mortgage officer or conventional lender and saying, hey, you know, I want to buy this place. But they say, well, 
you can't until you sell Exactly. Until we pull the funds out, yeah. and they don't yeah. know the solution. So, you know, time and time again, we, we try to emphasize the fact that there's a plan B. Well, yeah, I can imagine, you know, if you didn't have knowledge about it, you know, the first thing, the bank says no. So you go, okay, well, I know about a mortgage broker, but then if the mortgage broker doesn't know, because how many of you them just, think about you, it? You would yeah. otherwise just think you have to you have to rent short term or do yeah, something. Yeah, right. And a lot of people don't want to move twice. Yeah, that's a hassle. Yeah. yeah. And I love yeah. telling that. I mean, we've already shared this before uh, on a previous show about um, the couple who had just had a child. Oh yeah. And um, they were planning to list their home, and this is um, January. That's where we when we close this loan. They're planning to sell uh, in June, but a home five doors down came on the market where. It was situated differently on their street where they had a great view of San Francisco. There's no way they could have put their home on the market that quickly and closed. So it was an opportunity cost. They weren't ready to move, but at the same time, this this is not gonna this opportunity wasn't gonna happen again anytime soon. So we gave them a two million dollar bridge loan for a two point six million purchase. They now have the flexibility. They currently have two homes on that same street, yeah. mm-hmm. but they can move over, or they probably moved at this point because it's been a couple of months. But now they have time to to do any any sort of staging or upgrading to their current home, to the home that they moved. They, they, out they of. didn't have to hire a moving van; they could just yeah. kind of pick up the furniture and walk five doors down. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so this is it was an opportunity cost, yeah, and it made a lot of sense. Very well qualified. They probably could have uh, they qualified for a conventional loan. Yeah. But they just needed to act quickly. And close so, it, quickly. so it's a situational solution, not a credit, not a solution to make up for credit issues per se. For that yeah. one, yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes you have both though, because or, or one or the other. I mean, you could have an issue where someone, for whatever reason, has a little bit too low a FICO score, but that's okay if they've got enough cash in a deal, right. or enough equity in their property to borrow. Yeah, and so like you were saying, it's situational, or Mark likes to call it transactional distress, yeah. where they're in a transaction that has nothing to do with their qualifications. Yep. It's just timing and everything, you know, other circumstances. Well, so here comes a, a question that comes from an, uh, an email that comes in from a uh, listener. It says, if we suddenly change from a seller's market to a buyer's market in real estate, how will your fund be affected? You know, um, we'll still be making loans. Um, sometimes the, the reasons shift when you're shifting markets like that. Or, you know, we were making loans when the market was going down to fix and flip borrowers first mm-hmm. and then to owner-occupied and when the fix and flip um, opportunities became less. So every shift in the market reveals a different opportunity. But mar- real estate's cyclical. So right. those opportunities resurface every decade or so. So then how will it affect the lo- the loans that are in the fund if if it does shift into a into a buyer's market then you may have some downward pressure on values therefore there could be some some movement on LTV I suppose but the, fu- yeah. the fund is pretty it's pretty conservatively weighted right. on LTV yeah. so like a less than 60% it have to be a really massive shift. <laughs> yeah, that and coupled with the fact that most of the loans are short term. Correct. So, you know, yeah. if we if our fund average maturity was 36 months and we were making, you know, 80 percent LTV, then that would be problematic for for, you know, when the market shifts. But it's more like, you know, a year average term or something, you know, around there and a weighted average LTV of, I think, 58 percent, 58 percent. Yeah, I knew it was just under 60 percent. I mean, I don't know any other. 
uh, fund in California that has that low in LTV. And actually, that LTV was based on the original date of the loan, not what the current value is. Right. Right. So yeah. especially if somebody's done a little bit of fix and flip or a rehab to it, you know, property's gone up in value. Right. right. So the other part of the, uh, if it switches from a seller's market to a buyer's market, other things that happen are typically days on market goes longer. Homes sit on the market yeah. longer, yeah. but then, then there's more inventory too. Right. Um, and with a buyer's market um, initially or, or over time, there's more buyer's who are able to afford because prices stabilize or right. they go down. Right. And so there's more buyers on the market. Then it, it creates more transactions in the market, oh, more true. sales. Yeah. And then private money always gets, you know, a percentage of that fallout. You know, there's that's always fallout, transactional distress. Something happens. They're not able right. to sell their home. So we end up picking up that business. So I think it will affect us positively. And why don't you both give out your information before we go to break? And then also, when we come back, I know you've got some fund events you want to yeah. invite the audience What's to. your contact information, Matt? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, for construction development loans, um, I can be reached at email address Matt, M-A-T-T, at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Uh, phone number is 415-883-2150, extension 107. And we're 415-883-2150 Pacific Private Money. All right. Last trivia question. What's beer's name means lion's brew in German? Don't touch that dial. Best of investing. I'll be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fon and Matt Cordes of Pacific Private Money. Last trivia question. What beer's name means lion's brew in German? Lohenbrau. Lohenbrau. That is correct. And that's going, oh, I'm German. And I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't get that. I took a semester of German. My, my ancestors are turning in the grave. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Noam, why don't you explain to the audience a little bit about the fund uh, and how they can get a hold of you about the fund. Isn't there some uh, event that you guys are putting on? Yeah. So, uh, we'll start off with the event. So, we periodically, typically every month, although we skipped uh, March. But uh, April 17th is our next fund event. That's a Tuesday. It's going to be at 6 p.m. We're taking the show back out on the road. So we'll be in San Mateo. Um, location to follow. It will be at the New York Life um, headquarters in uh, San Mateo. But we'll send out the um, invites and post it on our website for people who want to attend. Uh, New York Life was graciously uh, offering up the space for us for that evening. Um, so, again, you know, we want to be – we know not everyone can come to Novato for our fund events. So we want to spend more of 2018 going out to the markets. We were just in Walnut Creek. We'll be next in San Mateo, and then we'll probably be down in the South Bay again. But uh, going back to the fund, you know, it's the Pacific Private Money Fund. It's a mortgage pool fund. Uh, we've had it in, ex in existence since 2013. June will be the fifth year yeah. uh, that uh, or the uh, where we hit the five-year mark. And it's been great. We are $35 million plus fund, returning seven and a half, between 7.5% and 8% uh, annualized return net to with, the investors. With no losses. No losses. That's the important thing. No losses. Yeah. That's <laughs> really important. It's growing every month. Uh, in fact, we just sent out an email to our investors to see who might be interested in adding to the fund. 
Um, again, these we're just getting bigger loans. Um, and we'll, I'm sure seasonality is going to be kicking in into Q2, so we'll start seeing more inventory out there. Yeah, there how many of out. your current investors add to their account? Because I know a lot of people, they... They hear it. They say, well, this sounds pretty good. I want to test the waters, make sure you guys are for real and that you're actually paying what you say you're going to pay. Yeah. You know, that it's not a Ponzi scheme, you know, that sort of thing. Right. Well, I don't know what percentage add to their investment. Probably somewhere around 40%. Actually, for the next show, I'll I'll come up with with those stats. But the average investor starts around investing at 50 or 100,000, but have an average of 250,000 invested. Wow. So... Um, it's been growing. And how, how many are compounding their interest? Uh, about 50%. Okay. So about 50% um, reinvest and 50% are income or receive monthly. That's the other thing. We pay out monthly distributions. Yeah, a lot of uh, these types of funds pay out quarterly. So it's kind of nice to get a monthly check. Yeah, in fact, we just sent out our K-1s for 2017. So um, to get a hold of us for the fund, it's 415 883 Go to PacificPrivateMoney.com. That's PacificPrivateMoney.com. Uh, next fund event is April 17th. And uh, what else can we say about the fund? Well, okay, so the fund is, the, the catch is that it's not open to everyone because right. there's requirements. Yeah, so we're, we're a Reg D fund, which means uh, we mark the fund. That's what we're doing right now on the radio. Um, you have to be accredited, so you have to have a million-dollar net worth. We can't include, unfortunately, your primary residence. As part of that calculation, uh, you can qualify on income, uh, which is 200000 a year for an individual, 300000 for a household or for a couple. Um, other requirements, uh, $50,000 uh, minimum investment and a one-year hold. Okay. And then for people who say, well, I, I kind of like what I'm hearing on the radio about uh, what you guys do and the, the kind of loans you're making, but I don't have that kind of net worth. You guys came up with a separate... Um, right. PML. Yeah, private money loans. Uh, we use the acronym PML around the office. It's too long to always say private money loans. Privatemoneyloans.com, <laughs> spelling it out to each other. We spend <laughs> half the day trying to get through that. <laughs> so anyway, PML, privatemoneyloans.com, it's uh, actually a marketplace where currently we are um, selling loans that were recently funded uh, in our fund. We're selling loans that we put in the fund, so generally, like the rest of the loans in the fund, they're generally more conservative. Uh, It's an opportunity for people to be able to, um, if they don't want to invest in the fund or if they're invested in the fund, if they want to also uh, own an individual loan tied to a specific piece of property, they can do that. Now, one might ask, well, if you make loans in the fund, why would the fund sell loans? Right. So sometimes it's um, we come across loans that are really good loans that we just want to take, to say yes to, to be able to provide the service to our referral sources we'll put in the fund. But we also need that capital to re- be redeployed to the next uh, loans that come across our desk. So we'll immediately um, put it out there because we want to create liquidity. But there's got to be a benefit to the fund. Oh, yeah, for absolutely. Doing that. So uh, the flip side is that, you know, if we're taking in a loan, if we did a loan for 10 percent. Let's say then we'll probably sell it on private money loans for nine or eight and a half. That's still a good return for the borrower or for, excuse me, uh, for the uh, purchaser of that of that loan. Um, But it's a benefit to the fund and fund investors because that that's uh, spread is coming back to the fund. So that spread boosts the yield above what it would otherwise. Exactly. So if it keeps a loan, it makes 10 percent. If it 
sells the loan and and strips off an extra one percent, yeah. Then and it's got money to put back out again. I mean, you can really start enhancing that yield. Yeah, that money comes back to the fund and it's just shared with the uh, fund investors. Plus, uh, your interests are aligned with the fund because you you guys share uh, points with the fund. Right. So we share points, which are the fees that we charge when we um, to do a loan, and uh, not other, not many. Well, some other funds do that, but not all do that, and that's important because we're we're, we're sharing that not only the interest rate but the uh, the fees that we collect. So that goes back to the fund investors. It's a fifty fifty split. And again, for more information, 415-883-2150 or go to PacificPrivateMoney.com. Also go to our website block section to learn about events uh, that we're hosting. And also, I guess we have, uh, uh, if they go to bestofinvesting.com, it uh, feeds right into your page. uh, Yeah. Yeah. So they can see, yeah, any of these shows you can see uh, either on YouTube or we record the show from the radio and we put it back on our website. Um, and we will be, and then private money loans is a separate website, uh, separate marketplace for people to be able to look and buy loans from us. So, and they can look at due diligence, uh, yeah, information, on download, them? uh, they can see the valuation. Uh, they could see the title reports confirm that, uh, we are in fact the note holders, uh, lien holders on it. So. They can just go to the website and set up a profile or how does that work? Yeah, they can set up a, re- a profile. They have to show that they're sophisticated. Um, and uh, then email confirmation, they can start pledging on properties. Now, people are not going to buy these notes blindly. So what do they do? They, just, they call you up and they have questions on a specific loan? Yeah, they can call us up. Um, they can post an email question online to the community, and uh, they can get an answer. And the, answer, the nice thing is we can answer that question, and everyone in the community can see that answer. So. It's very transparent, as they say. Yeah, it's a great way for people. I mean, it's just it's still in beta. I would say that um, we're just posting loans still kind of sporadically. But uh, as things pick up and as we probably will move to live fundings, it will be a great way for people to invest in live loans as well. So here's a question. So let's say someone finds a loan that they like and they like it maybe because it's local to them. Um, can they go take a look at the property? Generally, yeah. Why not? The, the property that... address is listed on there, okay. so they can actually drive to the property. They we don't drive, want them knocking on the door. Drive by. There's right, a difference. Right. Um, but they can drive to the property, look at it. And in fact, we've had people do that already. So Just check out the neighborhood. Yeah. Got it. It's a good idea. I like it. Great. All right. So um, we don't have another trivia question. Um, so we're going to go ahead and when we cut to another commercial break, we come back. We're just going to um, summarize some of the stuff that we've got, gone through and we'll have our thoughts for the day. And if that's about it, I think what we'll do is we'll cut out now, go to the next break, and then we come back. So don't touch that dial. The best of investing. I'll be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Marat Cordes and Nom Fon. <laughs> I had to go look at Camp Tail Players on a scorecard. I was looking at him and looking at you. Old habits okay. die hard. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's true. We usually used to just say Mark Hahn. Okay. So Mark is uh, not feeling well today, so he's off today. Um, Nom, first question, why... Except for the fact that I understand about people needing this short-term bridge loan, why else would people borrow at 10% when they get money at the bank a lot cheaper? 
I mean, speed. I mean, that's part of it. And the fact is that um, sometimes, you know, people who we, we deal with transactional distress, and, and some of that includes scenarios where banks just won't lend to. Yeah. You know, again, somebody who has a home that um, they own that's on the market but hasn't sold yet, or it's going to go on the market, but they want to make uh, they want to purchase another property. Banks oftentimes will just look and say, you know, your your debt ratios. We can't aff- make two loans to you. Or yeah. you can't afford two mortgages. Well, there's also been situations where someone's worked for a company for 18 months and doesn't hasn't had the two-year yeah. mark. Yeah. So they want to just borrow from you for six more six months and then pay off. Right. So they have, I mean, banks have tightened their lending guidelines. So the, the lending box that a lot of conventional lenders have to you know follow um, results in people falling, not being able to afford a conventional loan for, or qualify for a number of reasons, which from a common sense standpoint, doesn't make sense. Well, and a few days ago, the uh, market dropped, the stock market dropped 700 points. So kind of curious to see if that's going to let, you know, have banks kind of get affecting yeah. how they're going to be underwriting. Yeah, I, I think that people are willing to pay more because, frankly, banks have made it, um, not to not to rag on banks too much, but yeah. but they've made it a little hard for people to, to um, and not just, it's not necessarily their fault, but the process can be long and drawn out sometimes for people, and they don't exactly know where to go, or maybe they don't have the bank relationships that um, that they need or not, or like to have. So, at, you know, at some point, people just have to get on with it and, and get a project done or get get the get the deal done and moving forward, and that's what we do. Yeah, because a lot of times there's opportunities to be that missed if they, yeah. if the person can't borrow the money fast enough, they're willing to pay the extra freight. Right, and, and you know, from a bank standpoint, we could look at it and say, well, why wouldn't a bank seize on the opportunity that private lenders are mm-hmm. jumping on? But private loans like ours are actually just a small fraction of the overall types of loans that are out there taking well, place. Also, they're there. so busy with loans that right. do qualify that fit in the right. box. Exactly. You there's, know. there's so much volume that, that fits well in their programs. Yeah. And then we're on we're sort of on the fringe of that. So why spend too much time focusing on it if you're a bank? Right. And, and we're not a billion-dollar company. Yeah. So our ambition yep. is not to be – we want to do what we do really well in California, Northern California specifically. Well, well, that, well there's that's, also – that's another thing too. Is that after all the consolidation that's gone on with banks as well, they've they've had to be um, more streamlined in their process and you know fewer hands on deck for more more business volume. Also, I know that they don't like to make loans on property that are being is being put up for sale because they know it's short term. Right. And for right. them, it's a lot of brain damage. Yeah, to exactly. Do that work. So it is a lot of work for us to do the bridge loans, but at the same time, you know, because of the points and fees yeah. that we charge, it does make sense for us mm-hmm. to do it. As uh, Montgomery Burns would say, excellent, Mr. Smith is excellent. <laughs> so along those lines, I mean, we see, you see 2018 being really good on the construction side, right, Matt? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm looking at a number of loan requests right now uh, for um, ground-up construction as well as fix and flip where, uh, for example, one that I'm looking at, um, we're helping a family pull equity out of a commercial property they've owned for a long time at a conservative loan to value so that they can go and buy a house down in Southern California and fix it up and flip it. Um, so we can do both of those loans. And that's that's something where we can help them with two sides of, of, of sort of the challenge. Very good. That's great. All right. So for uh, more information, you can call Pacific Private Money at 88-415-883-2150. Either talk to Nam Phan or Matt Cordes. Uh, thoughts for the day. Life has two rules. One, never quit. Number two, always remember rule number one.
And George Bernard Shaw said, life isn't about finding yourself. Life is about creating yourself. Tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So So long. long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.